0: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash paper
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Packers POV. I'm your host Taylor Rogers, and on this episode I get to talk with Rashawn Gary who's made a huge impact this season. I want to let our listeners know that we recorded our interview just 48 hours before Rashawn was injured in week 9. Rashawn, wishing you the very best in your recovery. I'm eager for you to get to know him a little bit better, so let's get to it. Today's guest was the number one prospect in the nation coming out of high school, earning academic All-Big Ten honors twice at the University of Michigan on his way to becoming a first round pick in 2019. Introducing Green Bay Packers linebacker Rashawn Abdul-Gary. How's it going, Rashawn?
2: It's going good, going good. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. I've been excited to speak to you and thanks for taking time right on the back of a practice.
2: Oh yeah, no problem. I'm happy for the opportunity.
1: Did you get a chance to have anything to eat or drink right after practice wrapped?
2: Uh, Just some water and some cranberry juice to help my recovery.
1: Okay, so a little bit of uh, liquids,
2: that's all you do? Yeah, until I get home and have uh, one solid meal, one big solid meal, probably a couple snacks in between. What's that going to be? Probably salmon, rice, spinach, I'm thinking for tonight. I don't like cooking, but I'm going to cook tonight, so I think it's going to be that. Uh, Snack-wise, um, I like almonds, cashews, and some oranges, so a little mixture of that tonight.
1: And I've heard that you have 10 pieces of bacon on a game day.
2: Yeah, in the morning. I try to keep it nice and light with, with a cup of fruit, depending on strawberries, blueberries, pineapples, b- between eight of those three on a game day.
1: And what's your game day look like?
2: Um, so I wake up go downstairs, get some breakfast, and that would be my 10 pieces of bacon, cup of fruit, uh, depending on which fruit I pick. Then after that, I have some time to watch some film, call my mom, call my sister. I'm able to uh, contact with those people. My nephews, talk to them, talk to my girlfriend, just to make sure everybody's cool, collective, say my prayer with my mom and sister, and is out the door. And I'm here to hot tub, sauna if I need to feel a little bit more loose, to watching a little bit more film and playing a lot of music, getting ready for the game.
1: And you mentioned your girlfriend. Where did you guys meet?
2: Oh, uh, we met, man, in Plano, Texas, man. Plano, Texas. I met her on a nice little stroll. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: And what's her name?
2: Her name's Chastity.
1: And where does she live now?
2: Plano, Texas.
1: So you guys are doing the long-distance thing?
2: Yeah, right now while we're in season, she uh, she's able to come up um, whenever she's able to. And, you know, whenever I have time to get out of town, I'm able to go back to see her.
1: That's a beautiful thing. So when did you guys actually meet?
2: Um, It's going on, I want to say... Three years. If you hear this interview, if I'm wrong, don't get me. You know, don't be mad at me. But you know, going on three years.
1: Sounds like a pretty serious relationship.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my best friend, my companion, and you know, we just building day by day.
1: What do you guys have in common?
2: Everything. Um, you know, birthdays the same month. Um, we love going on nature walks. Uh, we love cracking jokes. We love trying different foods. So, you know, nice little friend. And so,
1: you guys both have December birthdays coming up. How are you going to celebrate?
2: Uh, we're going to find a way, hopefully, um, you know, get it to a game or, you know, maybe meet up during our bye week. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to get back to my loved ones soon.
1: One of your main loved ones and maybe the main one is your mom. You guys have a very special relationship.
2: Absolutely. My mom's my everything. Uh, I've been saying this since high school, college. My right, my left hand, my right, my left foot. That's my person.
1: There's actually an audio clip of your mom filling in as the PA announcer at your school, Paramus Catholic, back in New Jersey, and it sounds like you might have been the only player on the field.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I know the clip that you're talking about. Uh, it was cool um, at the time. You know, looking back at it, you know, it was cool, fun, and that's what you want. You know, as a player, man, and have your you know your parents in the uh, stands and participating at the game. You know, that's the feelings and emotion that you want your parents to have. Um, you know them uh, seeing you know your hard work and your dedication to what you love to do you know come true on the football field. So you know so happened that day they was down an announcer and my mom and sister went over to the booth and my mom took over the mic and so happened we was on defense and number three that was me came in and made a play and it surprised me because I didn't even know that she took it over. So I'm I'm hearing my mom voice over the intercom. I'm like. I look up and she over there making a big smile and it just made me lock in to play even harder so I could keep hearing my name. (laughs) She
1: called that one well as a play-by-play announcer right on the back of a forced fumble.
2: Yeah, maybe she might have jumped the snap count when she seen I was getting close to the quarterback. You know, she started a little bit too early, but I'm happy the play ended up turning out how it turned it out.
1: Maybe she's got a little bit of that Tony Romo prediction capability.
2: Might I need my mind to keep bringing it?
1: And your sister who you've also mentioned is 10 years older mm-hmm. but you guys also have a really close bond
2: oh yeah uh, what I got on my arm, I got my sister's keeper got my mom face on me my sister face like those are my motivations um they're a reason why I play this game um you know just to give them everything you know they want in life and what I want for them so you know they're part of my motivation and my sister's my best friend I could come to her it don't matter uh. What moment? If I'm down, out, if I need guidance, she's always there for me. And that uh, age gap, that ten years, is, you know, I feel like was crucial. Because as she's grown up and going through what she's going through, I'm right behind her, and she's able to take me through, um, you know, things that she went through, and you know, telling me to, oh, don't do this, take this way, you know. So you know, it's always good having that older sibling, you know, to give you guidance, and that's what my sister was for me.
1: And your two nephews are also a big part of your why.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My whole family. Uh, Mari and I love y'all dearly. And yeah, man, Amari, a senior in high school. It's crazy. Shah is seven years old, smart. <laughs> uh, man, teachers loving him. So yeah, my my family, my everything, especially those, especially those boys. And you know when they turn on the TV or you know when I'm home and. I'm able to spend time with them is it's a lot you know it means a lot to them i'm trying you know show them i'm the role model um this is what a man's look like and it's how you take a family so you know if i'm home with them I'm, I'm giving that example and if i'm away you know i try my hardest to you know if they see a clip like this if they hear this interview just know, you know my mind is locked in i'm dedicated and you know my why is always you know you guys and i appreciate you guys and love you are either of them playing football I'm trying to get my little one too trying to get my little one too shy um he's he's dibbling dabbling and did in a different couple of sports we got basketball soccer um he did flag football so you know we got him doing something we got him doing something so i just want to you know have him find his sport and have him uh, find what he like because when you know you gravitate to a sport that you like you're gonna do everything for it
1: it sounds like there's some following in your footsteps. You were a basketball player as well in addition to being a football player, but more than anything, you were a student. Yeah.
2: absolutely. Um, one thing about that, uh, I wasn't always a good student. Um, my mom instilled that into me, and that started coming from, you know, my love for the game and okay, you love football, you got to do good in school. And that's when two and two clicked together and that helped me, you know, with the recruiting and going on in life and actually, you know, just, you know, life lessons. But my mom instilled that into me, you can't have nothing less than a C. And it got to the point where, you know, I was getting A's and B's, A's and B's. And she was like, all right, you need to have majority A's. You only allow, you know, two B's on your report card. And... My mom saying that and me doing it, you know, I wasn't really understanding it. You know, I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm making my mom happy, but I was actually helping as a man and as I went to Michigan, and I had to take on them courses by myself and with a tutor and I really had to put in that work that my mom made me do from middle school, elementary, all the way up until, you know, now, so I'm appreciative.
1: Your mom went above and beyond during that entire process. I read that she actually found a martial arts instructor so that you can work on your pass rush moves.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was a lot of it's a lot of um, a lot of grinding. Me and my mom is <laughs> crazy. She could do a better explanation of and explaining than I can do. But once we found out this is what I like to do, and we found out where football could take us and how many doors football could open, it was I was all in. It wasn't no turning back or anything. And my dream and goals was to become a professional football player. And I told her that, and she kept me to it. It didn't matter if I was tired. If, I, if a workout was scheduled, you got to go work out. And that, you know, teach you dedication. You're not going to always want to do things, you know, when you're supposed to, but you have to. So, you know, my mom's made everything. And throughout my whole process of, you know, me still becoming a man and, you know, my football journey, she's been a big part, and I wouldn't be here without her. You mentioned
1: dedication.
2: Is your dedication
1: to your craft tied to adversity?
2: I guess you could say that, but, you know, I'm just a dedicated overall person. Um, but, of course, when a person doubts me, you know, it, put, it kicks me in the overdrive, and I'm already a hardworking person, so, you know, it makes me work a little bit harder. But I'm always uh, dedicated. I understand, you know, my standing for myself. I understand how my family looks at me. I understand what I have to show them. understand, like I said, I got two nephews. I got three women that I have to take care of. And, you know, that's on my mind. And, you know, their support and what they do for me means a lot. And I just, you know, appreciate them.
1: I've read about some of the adversity that you faced and overcome. What stands out at the top of that list?
2: Um, <laughs> uh, One story uh, everybody um, or no one really knows is, earlier in high school, I want to say my freshman, sophomore year, I was in like smaller classrooms. And I guess, you know, people want to call it, you know, special ed because, you know, I had dyslexia, you know, disabilities. And, uh, you know, I went through this whole phase of, you know, testing to get me back in quote unquote general education. And it was me, my mom, and you know, a staff of teachers that uh I guess that helped me went through the test and I guess because I didn't hit a number or a certain score, I had to stay, you know, in those small classes. And uh, after that, um I was also told that I could never go to a big university, you know, think community. And mind you, I'm playing football now too. So, you know, I'm starting to get little offers and I'm like, Community, God not even uh, allowed me to push to be the best I could be. So you know, God willing, things happen. I end up going to a a Catholic school, Paramus Catholic, and there's no small classes there. So you know, you're in the quote-unquote general education and out of 3.9. So it's like when people tell you you can't do things. And I went to Michigan, and like my man said before the uh, broadcast, academic. All Big Ten, two times. So it was just, you know, when people tell you you can't do things, don't listen to them. As long as you believe in yourself, you have a strong support group, you can do anything you want.
1: And you had to know at that point you've already been offered by Rutgers as you're having this conversation.
2: Absolutely. That's the exact offer that I had at that time, yes.
1: You've even called dyslexia your superpower. Mm -hmm.
2: I feel like from that day that I found out, I was able to, you know, work on it, find tools to help me, get better and that was from you know me as a person from outside to going and being a student so you know once I found out and I was able to you know get better and I see myself getting better it's not something to you know look down at it's something to smile about and it makes you different it's always good to be different and you know everybody that has this lecture has different abilities that they can excel in they just got to find out what their abilities are
1: You've taken that mentality and paid it forward, even visiting with kids that have dyslexia. What stands out from those visits?
2: Just how, you know, I'm able to touch the kids and, you know, let them know that, you know, yeah, I'm a quote-unquote NFL player, but I was just in this seat just by you, dealing with the same problems that you was dealing with. And, you know, I'm just a prime example when you believe in yourself, you listen to your parents, and you have a good structure, a good system around you that you could do whatever and blossom into whatever you want to be.
1: People know you, the player, and they're getting to know you, the person. Your high school and college teammate, Michael Dwumfour describes you as a big teddy bear. Is he right?
2: Where are you getting this information from? This is crazy. Wow, that's that's like my long, 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 long childhood friend. But I could be a teddy bear for the right ones, man, for my family members, my loved ones, friends, for sure.
1: What does Rashawn the teddy bear look like?
2: Uh, Quiet, smiling, goofy all the time, jokeful, and just, you know, very loving and caring.
1: And what's one thing you've learned about yourself as you transition from college to present day?
2: I'm a strong person. I'm a strong person, and I'm able to get through a lot. We've seen the
1: stoic, focused, lasered in Rashawn Gary on game days, right? You've got the face paint and the cross right under your cheeks here. Yeah. When you talk about that soft, humorous guy, Who gets to see that?
2: (laughs) Uh, My mom, my sister, my girlfriend, uh, my two nephews, my family members. Uh, You know, my friends. Outside of that, it's business. Um, you know, stepping outside, God, conduct myself a certain way. So, you know, when I'm home, you know, off season, I'm kicking it back with my family and friends. That's me.
1: What do you like to do when you get that downtime?
2: I'm a big foodie, so you know, try to find different areas to eat. You know, try different foods. Like this off season. Uh, I tried sushi for the first time, and, you know, I, I don't want to say fell in love with it, but, you know, I'm going to try it again. And then as, outside of that, try to catch movies. Movies is going out of whack now. I I guess no one loves going to a movie theater nowadays. <laughs> and then going for hikes, man, that's something that I picked up Um, that me and my girlfriend love to do is just go for hikes, clear your mind, and, you know, talk about your day, and it's kind of like a reset and going into the night.
1: And looking ahead, you've got an incredible support system, it sounds like, off the field. What are your goals off the field?
2: Just to, you know, be a great man, man. Uh, and that's just me personally, you know, finding myself as a man, finding my peace, uh, watching my family be happy, man. That's that's number one, you know, going home, seeing my mom, seeing my sister, seeing my nephews. And, you know, just seeing their smiles on their face, seeing how they're enjoying living life just gives me more motivation, man. And just enjoying just enjoying what I do. It seems to
1: bring you happiness. I'm watching you describe that and your family smiling and you're smiling.
2: Yeah, yeah. It means a lot, man, for everybody that played this game. Everybody that you know, I'm from New Jersey, everybody that knows where Jersey's from. Y'all know how, you know, we brought up, you understand how we grew up. So, you know, just being able to be in this position, I'm blessed, man, and highly favored. And every time I'm able to just, you know, reminisce and be thankful of, you know, Telling my mom you don't gotta work no more, you know, telling my sister them things, telling my you know my nephews you don't gotta, you know, focus on this. I could go home and we could go shopping. Don't gotta worry about certain things. So it's just like you know, when you grow up and you have respect for that and, you know, you see where, you know, your path took you and you know, where, you know, you hear by God and, you know, your higher powers, it's unbelievable. So you got no choice but to be emotional.
1: You mentioned making your mom happy and you've also said that you'll never be able to give her enough from what she gave to you. What would you like to say to her?
2: I can I can't say enough. Um I really can't say enough. Uh My mom's my everything. When I said when I when I didn't see the light, she seen it for me. <laughs> when I was down, she didn't let me be down. Like so my mom, I just want to thank you for being my mom, being my dad, being a friend, being loyal, and just for your genuine love and care for me. I appreciate it. I love you, and i see you in a couple days. That's a beautiful
1: way to close. Rashawn, thank you so much for sharing your time as well as your heart with us.
2: Oh, yeah. No problem, man. No problem. Appreciate you.
1: And thank you for listening to Packers POV. To learn more about what Rashawn is doing off the field, visit madebydyslexia.org. Take care and see you next time.